TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Careers Unplugged, the weekly show connecting you to secrets of career success. Careers Unplugged is hosted by Rich Sayer and Stu Hayes and proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program. If you feel being happy, committed and passionate about your career is important, you're in the right place. My name's Rich Sayer and I'm here with the fabulous co-founder of Careers Unplugged, Make It Big Training and the Master of Me coaching program, Stewie Hayes. Stuart, how is your day? <laughs> Rich, um, absolutely fantastic, but I've got to say I'm freezing. It's such a cold day today. Uh, see, I like this sort of weather, but it is rainy and uh, that makes a lot of Melbournians sooky, but I, I quite like the rain, actually. <laughs> Anyway, uh, our guest today is a very exciting person, a real ball of energy and someone I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to talk to. Mm. She's the international best-selling author of Changing Habits, Changing Lives and Companion Cookbook, an internationally acclaimed nutritionist and speaker, an award-winning businesswoman and a proud and active mother of three. We love that. Yeah. She holds a degree in science and nutrition from both Deakin Uni in Australia and also the University of Colorado, as well as post-grade qualifications, human anatomy, the diagnosis and management of health issues. There's no end. Yeah, she's a nutritionist, but she's my style of nutritionist, Rich. She's, she's not the typical low-fat mantra person. She believes it's okay to be normal. Well, Chocolate can be good for you. It's, it's, it's critical. Mate, you're going to love this part too. Yeah. Coffee can be a part of a healthy diet. Well, I'm living proof. <laughs> I am living proof. He says reaching and across for his coffee. this? Butter rules. Anyway, life's good as long as you eat thoughtfully. Cindy O'Meara, thank you so much for joining us on Careers Unplugged. Uh, thank you, Stuart, and um, thank you, Rich. Oh, thanks, Cindy. Cindy, uh, I, I just kind of am going to have to be catch myself because I want to ask all these questions about food and and actually we're here to talk about your career path rather than me picking your brains about food. So maybe I'll pick your brains a bit more a bit later on. But how did you get started into this fascinating career that you have? What was your sort of first job or foray into that that path? Wow. Um, you know, like I, I look at my ancestry, like my grandfather was an organic farmer back in the 40s and 50s. And um, my father was a pharmacist that then became a chiropractor. And I think it was their influence, as well as my mum's, you know, she was an amazing cook. I think it was their influence that got me interested in health. And I, I also believe um, my skiing, <laughs> my what, my love for skiing, and that's no skiing, okay. led me to the University of Colorado, which is where my real love for food uh, and the meeting of certain p- key people in my life changed my direction as far as where I wanted to go with um, health. And I, I remember sitting at the University of Colorado and I, I used to look across at this girl who looked really fit and tanned and healthy and I used to look across at her and go, I wonder what she does, you know. And one day she just disappeared and then about a month later she reappeared. And so I went up and talked to her and I said, you know, um, where have you been? And she said, oh, I've been on an Outward Bound comp, you know, mm-hmm. session in Colorado. And I think it was her that got me really interested in the outdoors and natural nutrition and natural health. And we used to meet at lunchtime and just converse. And then on top of that, I had a wonderful university professor by the name of Van Gerven 
uh, and he taught anthropology and his passion for anthropology really got me more interested in food. So I, I, I really think uh, it was a combination of factors that got, first of all, got me interested in health and then into nutrition. And then I remember ringing my mom when I was living in America and I just said, you know what, I want to do nutrition, but I can't afford to do it in America because it was really expensive. Mm. I said, can you find a university in Australia where I can do dietetics? And, you know, mum said, what about Deakin in Geelong? So I ended up at Deakin in Geelong, did my Bachelor of Science majoring in nutrition, looked at my university professors and thought, you know what, you, you all look a bit fat, sick and nearly dead, as, mm. the, as the quote goes. Yeah, not, drink, not <laughs> drinking their own Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, they probably were drinking their own Kool-Aid because <laughs> what they were teaching was, you know, if they were doing that, I just went, well, I don't want any of this. This mm. doesn't make sense. And I just started, I just couldn't even be a nutritionist or a dietitian because of what was being taught. You know, like I was looking at what they were eating in hospitals um, for, to sick people and they were mm. eating like jello and margarine and white bread and breakfast cereals and it just didn't make any sense because that's not what we were eating in our evolutionary past as I was taught at the University of Colorado. So it was from that path that I went to uh, RMIT in Melbourne and did human anatomy thinking that I would study chiropractic and I, I did that for two years and then went, you know, my passion is food. With everything that I've been taught, I don't have to go with nutritional guidelines. I can actually teach something the opposite. And by that time, I was around 26 and having a little bit more confidence in who I was as a human being. So um, decided that I would just start consulting and consult very differently to most uh, dietitians out there and had a lot of success in doing that. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that's how it evolved to where I became actually consulting as a nutritionist. So, so that your interesting question there. How what? How do you define your personal success? You mentioned the word success, but how do you f- define success for you personally? Doing what I love and making a living out of it, and having my family around me would be my success. And you know what? I'm a really happy person. It doesn't matter what's happening in my life. Um, I find that I I can always find the funny side or the good side or the learning side of it. So I, I remember a girlfriend said to me one time, you know, Cindy, all I want you to do is be happy. And I said, but I am happy because there was something happening in my life. And mm. she said, I just want you to be happy. I said, but I am happy despite what's happening. Mm. Doesn't mean I'm not happy. It's just a challenge that I need to get through and and figure out and and make a decision about. So, uh, you know, I I don't think just because hell is breaking on around you um, and people are passing away because I think that's one of the hardest things to come to grips with is is people leaving you uh, or having the thought of the person leaving you. Mm. And it's just about, well, you make that decision that that's a part of your life and you've got to learn from it and and what are you going to learn from it? Because I really believe that that's what life's all about is it's about um, creating the happiest life, having heaven on earth as opposed to hell on earth. And a lot of people create their own hell on earth and many people will disagree with me here but... It is your own creation. It's your decision. Uh, uh, Who else is guiding it? Absolutely. And I think that uh, despite the best intentions of friends are saying, I just want you to be happy, happiness only exists because there's two sides to every coin and it's a state of being. 
and uh, and mm. it's a choice at any given moment. You're talking about you know the tough times. You know people pass away. These are these are just facts of life that we all have to go through. It's part of the topography of life, so to speak. Were there times in this in this career that you felt confused or or lost or down and out or you know affected? Oh, look, I think there's a lot of times that that's happened and a lot of times I want to throw the towel in. And in actual fact, yesterday I was reading a Facebook post. I, I wrote something and um, somebody came back and said, I don't know why you just haven't thrown the towel in. The amount of, you know, criticism you get and the, the amount of times nobody's listening. And But I had a very um, profound comment happen to me recently, or actually probably in the last year. I interviewed a lady by the name of Sally Fallon, who is a very instrumental in change in America with regards to nutrition. She runs the Western Price Foundation. And I said to her, I said, Sally, does it ever get you down that people just aren't listening and not making the changes? And this is what she said to me. She said, Cindy, for those who want to listen to you, they're the ones that will make the changes and they're the ones that you want to work with. For those who criticise and don't want to make the changes and are not prepared to change, you know, their health, you know what's going to happen to them? They'll just um, get sick and they'll become infertile and um, you won't have to worry about them anymore and nor their prodigy. So she said, just concentrate on the ones who... <laughs> exactly. And she said, just concentrate on the ones that are prepared to listen to you and, and that number is growing. Mm. So I, I guess, you know, that that's one, you know, um, issue that I have with when I do want to throw the towel in and I just think of her quote and the other time that I really wanted to throw the towel in was the passing away of I had five um, very important women in my life pass away my grandmother my mother my sister my girlfriend uh, and my mother-in-law they all passed away within 12 months wow and two passed from stroke two part and three passed from cancer and we you know I was close to it to all of them, and they all knew what I did and they all understood my nutrition. And I said, if I can't save them, how can I save anybody else? And I really wanted to throw the towel in there and I thought, well, what I'm teaching obviously isn't working. But I look at it now and I go, what I know now, I wish I knew seven years ago because what I know now may I can't say it would, but mm. may have been able to make those changes because my sister had an autoimmune disease and what we now know about autoimmune diseases is far greater. Mm. My mum died, you know, from cancer and it was um, mesothelioma. And what we, you know, what I know now, I, I just keep thinking, oh, could I have helped them? But I think that was, you know, a challenge that went, all right, what do I don't, what don't I know that I need to know mm. and what can I learn? And it wasn't until probably about two and a half years ago that those answers started to come. But you know why they came was because the research is out there and we have so much more knowledge now and I get so excited by, I'm, I, I get really thirsty about um, knowledge and I want to know more and more. So, yeah. At a at a at a spiritual level, do you think um, some of these challenges that we have in life? And I've had a few myself. You know, I've had houses burned down and things happen. Oh, wow. And uh, you know, you sort of step back sometimes and think, well, I wouldn't be today doing what I'm doing with the passion that I have if those things didn't happen. And although we sort of wish they didn't happen at, at one level. 
at another level, I'm almost grateful for some of those challenges that, that I've mm. had to face because they've inspired me and driven me to to do what I'm doing. And, and you know, listening to you, you know, you're oozing passion for what you're doing. Quite possibly, you know, some of those challenges would have fueled that to some degree. You know, to be a great teacher, you have to be a great student. And, uh, and I can hear that in what you're saying. Yeah, I, look, I think... Um most definitely, I believe there's a, a guidance that's happening. And I, I know when the passing away of those amazing women in my life, uh, I actually became very acutely, um, I guess, passionate about um, my spiritual path. And and it's, it was I was brought up a Catholic and mm. my belief as a Catholic was the fear of God, the fear of this, the fear of that, you know, the condemnation, I'll go to hell, purgatory, limbo. Oh, my gosh. It was like, you know, this is the way I was brought it up. And after the death and watching my mum and my sister pass away, after all of that happening, I actually started to seek a better understanding of what this is all about. And I, whenever I seek, I educate. And whenever I educate, I read and read and read. And I read uh, probably 15 to 20 books on the subject. And there were a couple of key books that uh, really gave me peace. Mm. And with that peace came happiness and not fear anymore of the unknown. And I, I believe that that has been a great teacher for me and propelled me further to do what I do and not be afraid to speak out about uh, things that the hierarchy of health and nutrition are talking about in a way that I don't agree with. So I go against the grain because I'm not fearful of what will happen. I'm, I'm more, well... I've got to throw it out there. I've got to. I've got to help. I, you know, I've got to go against this grain that I disagree with entirely. Um, and you know, like I was on, I was interviewed by Current Affair, uh, and it was about the Heart Foundation um, just last week. Mm. And as I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm like going, "OMG, <laughs> I am digging a huge hole here." And but then I went, "But if I don't say it." then there are going to be millions of people who believe in a foundation that is killing them. Yeah. Here I go. I just said it again. <laughs> yeah. Look, you've got, you've got to uh, live with your own truths and, and, and be with your own truths because they're yours. It's who you are. Yeah. yeah. Cindy, in, in those times, I mean, you know, you, that's, a, that's a really tough and confronting reality. You know, five amazing women who were close to you to pass away um, and – and the, the influence of diet and nutrition uh, and, and knowledge you now have could have helped perhaps, um, who knows. Um, very challenging. Did you have people aside from the books and, and self-reflection? Were there mentors? Were there people that were close to you that sort of helped you stay true to what you were trying to achieve and, and your path? Uh, yeah, I, like I had this one friend who I, you know, really said to... Uh, her, I feel like um, I'm teaching the wrong thing. And now what I've learned spiritually, I feel like I need to change my teaching from nutrition to this peace that I now feel. Mm. And she looked at me and she said, most people are so so sick, Cindy, that they have no idea how to get to where you are right now. And 
when you get your physical body better, then you start to look outside the physical realm of your your body. Then you start to look at relationships and mm. spirituality and other parts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just she just said. People are wanting to get their physical body better. They can't even think about anything. Mm. And once the physical body's better, then the, br- the brain starts to think better, then they have more energy and then they start to seek other parts of their life to improve. But when they're down and out and they're depressed and they're not happy and they're not healthy because of their, their physical ailments, and I, it's only just becoming more acutely aware to me that, there are a lot of people out there that are suffering on a daily basis with ill health with regards to daily headaches, pain that they can't even um, read because they're in so much pain. Um, they have multiple diseases. And and so that was when I just went, right, I've got to learn more. I've got to, you know, understand more. I've got to get more. And the more I learn, this is what's scary. <laughs> this is what's really scary. The, learner more, the, the more I learn, the more I realise I know nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the Michael. Yeah, the first step towards wisdom, isn't it? <laughs> hey, yeah, uh, Cindy. I mean, I I get w- what you're saying. You know, that my own life path. I think for me, I was lost for such a long time, uh, pursuing career success, and drove my health into the ground. Um, and I was always fit physically, but my health uh, wasn't robust. If you understand what I mean. Yes. Uh, and you know, through through breaking um, emerges self-reflection and, and pathways that have changed my life. I mean, in all truth, the reason that we have this show now is because I know that um, career choice can be very cancerous and very damaging to people. And if we, through this show, can help people to make better career choices, to believe in themselves and to follow pathways that are, are positive and fulfilling... Um, and lower stress, you know, we can help change the world in a different way. It's a holistic side of it, I guess, the career side. Definitely health-related still, though. You know, the, you know, if you're going to work every day and you're going into a state of stress and your, your mindset is, is not enjoyment versus going in with the passion that, that, that you've got, Cindy, for what you're doing, it's, it no longer becomes work, isn't it? It's just tasks that you really enjoy. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I can hardly wait to get into my office or I can hardly wait to get up on the stage and talk or get in a plane and travel somewhere to find a new food. Like it's like to me it's like I can hardly wait. Like I'm like going, yay. And um, I remember my dad was, uh, you know, like we'd be in the car at the age of 15 and he'd be listening to Earl Nightingale and we'd have to listen to it, you know, and all he wanted to listen to was talks for her. Um, but I remember, you know, him doing that. And I remember one day we were having a discussion about uh, somebody that uh, he was in a toll booth. I think we were driving through the U.S. because um, my mum was American, so we would go to the U.S. And we were driving through the U.S. and we heard about this guy that um, he, he loved working in the toll booths because mm. it gave him a chance to sing and he wanted to be a singer. So... Mm while he was in the toll booth waiting for the next car to come through, he would sing or he would sing to the people. And it doesn't matter what you do. Mm. It's about being grateful for what you are doing at that time in your life to advance you to that next point. And, totally. and I, think, I think that gratitude is more important than, uh, than being, you know, I hate my job, I hate this, but look, let's look at what's good about it. Well, you've got yeah, money, you're, yeah, yeah. you're able to do things. And one of the things that I do with my daughter, 
Um, I had a, I have a daughter who's 19 and wants to be a surf champion. And I noticed a little bit of negativity, no, not a little, a lot, <laughs> uh, negativity in, in her life. And uh, she was also being very negative towards her father with regards to him trying to train her with her, her surfing. Now, my husband is... Uh, a chiropractor that works on sportsmen. He's been to five Olympics. He works with um, elite athletes all the time. He knows what to do, but, of course, he's way too close to her. <laughs> so there are a lot of things happening there. And I finally said to her, I said, I said darling, I'm going to start this new thing where I'm going to buy a journal and every day I'm going to uh, write 10 things that I'm grateful for in my life. I said, would you like to join me on this? And she said, yeah, I'd love to. So now we've been doing this for nearly a year now. Every single morning we sit down, uh, we usually go away from the house and we go and have coffee. And before we speak to each other, we write the 10 things we're grateful for in our journey, so in, in our life. Um, and in our journal, we write it. And I, um, I notice a real shift in her. Mm. Instead of her being uh, mad that she did something wrong in a surf competition or that she hasn't got the right job or, you know, things like this. She actually, I now see her loving her job, realising that she's got learning experiences that are happening every time she does a surf competition, whether she does good or bad, it doesn't matter. She doesn't chastise herself. She now sees it as, a, as something that she's grateful for because she just learned another thing. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, um, with careers, with people, no matter what they're doing, whether it's they think it's their chosen career or not. If it wasn't their chosen career, she, they wouldn't be doing it right now. So I see it as a time to be grateful, not to chastise yourself because you're in the wrong job or the wrong yeah. career or you don't yep. know what you want to do or where are you going. It's, it, it's just about, right, this is where I am right now. This is my learning experience. What am I grateful for? It And, and focus on that rather than, I don't know what I want to do. You know, everybody's, I see 50-year-olds saying that, 60-year-olds, I'm not sure what I want to do. You know? uh, I, I, I don't personally hate to think that I've peaked already and uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm open to change. I do the gratitude exercise every morning too, Sind, and, and I've uh, I've been doing it for quite some time and I, I have actually a raft of uh, exercises that I do as part of a program that Stewie and I have developed called the Master of Me program. And in the gratitude exercise, I don't only look at what I'm grateful for, I look at who I'm grateful for and what, uh, what I'm grateful for that other people do for me right now. And what has emerged through doing these things for me personally is actually how um, unimportant the physical world has become to me. You know, I'm grateful for uh, the commute from home to work. It's short. I'm really grateful for that because it means I can get into work in the morning and do my gratitude exercise before the phone starts ringing. And I'm really grateful for my little puppy dog who gets me up in the morning and I go for the walk in the morning with the dog. And so these sorts of things have really manifested for me rather than I'm grateful for, you know, this sort of financial reward or this sort of physical thing. More and more that gratitude has, has become... Um, you know, I'm, gr- I'm grateful for my ongoing education. You know, I'm grateful for people like you coming on the show and educating me further. You know, those sorts of things that have sort of yeah. have taken over. I want to actually just change direction a little bit if we can, Sin. How important, how important has goal setting been for you and your success? I mean, you're a high achiever. Have you, are you the sort of – are you a list writer? Do you sort of get out there and write your lists of things you want to achieve? Or, you know, how, how, how does goal setting work for you as an individual? 
Oh, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. You know, I was taught this at a very young age. As I said, my father was really into this and he he really talked about, you know, what is it that you want, uh, focus on it and, and get what, you know, what you want. And I remember um, my husband and I decided uh, very early on that we would uh, do goal setting and we, we got a goal book and it's wonderful to go through our goal book and to realise how much we've achieved. Mm. And we would do, you know, just our list things, what we need to do daily, then for six months, then um, we do a two-year, five-year and a ten-year. And I remember in 1992 we wrote a goal that we would um, pack up our house, buy a, uh, a bus and travel around Australia with our children. So, you know, and that would be January the 1st, 2000. We left July 21st, 2000 for our two-year trip around Australia with awesome. our three children. Yep. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and at the time I just went, oh, yeah, that's really going to happen. Yep. <laughs> you know, it was like, and even uh, six months or a year before, I was like going, okay, this is our goal. How's this going to happen? I've just written Changing Habits, Changing Lives. Our kids are in private school. We've got this huge mortgage on our house. We've just bought our dream home. We have, a, I have a husband that's, you know, running a huge chiropractic practice. Oh, yeah, that's really going to happen. But you know what? We wrote it down, we worked towards it, and the universe conspired against mm. us to do exactly what needed to do. And it was like over a six-month period, like it started in the October of 1999, everything started to fall into place. It was phenomenal. Um, and, and, and so, yes, I believe that it's huge. And, and what I do now more than anything rather than goal setting is I've become a little bit more sophisticated in what exactly I want and and. Um, it's it's kind of a um, manifesting that I do now. So I actually have a manifesting book and it, it involves 10 steps and those steps are gra- gratitude, of course, um, writing down the date and being very specific. Like I, I actually write down it is uh, July 31st, 2015. Nice. Um, I you know, and so I'll go through that and I actually write down that date and I've v- been probably visualizing. doing this for about... Yeah, visualising, putting pictures in um, my book as to exactly what I want. And it's so funny because I, I'm a, a person that's it's, it's not about materialism so much now. It's more about experiences. Mm. And um, one of the experiences that, that I had been wanting to do since I was 19 was um, climb the Himalayas, uh, mm. do, do some of the treks in the Himalayas. And I had actually didn't even realise that I'd cut out pictures of trekking through the Himalayas um, and I didn't realise it. And then it was so funny, I, I probably did that three years ago and the beginning of last year my husband said to me, you, you know, there's this um, really cheap thing to the Himalayas um, <laughs> to hike Annapurna. Do you want to do it? And I uh, said, yeah. yeah, let's do it. You know, November last year we, we hiked Annapurna uh, and it wasn't until... I think about June this year I started flicking through the pictures that I had cut out because I don't have it on a board. I have it in a book. Mm. Um, and, I, and I went, oh, there it is. There it is. There's that picture. You, There's exactly where I went. <laughs> hey, Cindy, are you open to sharing with us and the whole world what's your number one goal right now? Oh, well, it's the July 31st, 2015 one. And... Uh, 
I have a, a where, I have warehouses and um, offices, and we have ten um, people that work within the office. So we have a great team, and we're in an industrial estate. And my vision is to create a self-sustaining warehouse and offices with gardens, where our team uh, are able to pick from those gardens, and my family, of course where um, everything is solar-driven, wind-driven. You know, I don't have to rely on any any outside influences. Off in the order grid. Off the grid. Off the grid. Permaculture on the roof. Off the grid. Yep, everything yeah. off the grid. It's a dream. It's and, beautiful. Yeah. I can and see just, it. And just create, yeah, just create this, um, this place where people can come and learn and be educated about what I'm, I'm teaching. So, yeah, that's my... That's that's my biggie at the moment, and I am looking at real estate at the moment. And I I, I feel I found that real estate. Uh, it's so funny, and but it's not available to me for eighteen months. If I buy it, there's a a, um, a lease on it where there's somebody else that has to be there, and it's like eighteen months. Oh my gosh, mm. that's July thirty first, twenty fifteen. Classic, Cind. Yeah. Uh, we're almost out of time, but before we go, what would be your gold nugget, like if, for for the listeners? You know, you in regards to career, and we'll just come back to that idea of the journey. You know, what would be your distillation of, of your career to date? What would be the gold nugget that you'd like to share with the listener? Oh, wow, there's so many gold nuggets. But I guess the, the gold nugget of all is, is, is do what you love or love what you do. Mm. It doesn't matter which one you do, but do what you love or love what you do uh, and, and do it with passion and, and do it with love and excitement and um, be grateful for what, where you are right now because you have no idea that where you are right now is actually taking you to where you really want to be. So yep. um, it, it's the journey, I guess. I look back over the 30 years and I've had a wonderful journey and it is the journey, not the destination in the end mm. um, and just enjoy what you do right now. Mm. Well, look, I think that's about all we've got time for, Sin. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show and being so open and sharing with our listeners. Stu, have you got any uh, wrap-up questions? Well, look, not really, mate. Um, it's a shame we're out of time, Cindy. I, I am so grateful to have been able to, to be here with you and to, to listen to you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Stuart. Yeah, I'm going to pick your brains a bit more when we get off the air about food and stuff. But to all of you at home, in the car, or wherever you are, thanks for joining us. Make sure you visit careersunplugged.com, go to Facebook, leave your comments, and of course, give this episode a five-star rating on iTunes. Do it for Cindy. This has been Careers Unplugged with Rich and Stu. Careers Unplugged, proudly sponsored by the Master of Me coaching program, helping you succeed in life, career, and business. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.